One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G-A-L-D-E-M-G. A-L-D-E-M. This song is good. Hello and welcome to Galdem's first ever podcast. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name's Liv, I'm Galdem's founder. And for those of you who don't know, Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to platforming the voices, perspectives and creative work of women and non-binary people of colour. Hello, I'm Charlie. I'm the head of editorial at Galdem and I'll be co-hosting our podcast with Liv. We're super excited to be starting our journey with you. Each week we'll invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up with Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome Welcome to our podcast, Growing Up with Galdem. So Kelsey Liu is a classically trained cellist from Charlotte, North Carolina. Her artistic practice sits comfortably at the intersection of visual art, activism, performance and music. And she's currently in London and has collaborated with many of her peers across disciplines, including Skrillex, Sampha, Florence the Machine, Solange Knowles and many more. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you here. I wanted to chat to you a little bit about hydroharmonia and I was I was listening yeah. to the kind of meditative sound bath that you worked on and I, I guess it would be really interesting for us to hear 
why I guess in terms of part three that was something that you wanted to release on the day that you did and like in the current context and the climate with everything that we're experiencing in the world? Yeah um, so yeah 432 is a it's a meditational sound bath and before being here in London I was in the Cayman Islands uh, since February as a part of an artist residency and while I was there, you know, then quarantine happened. And so I was dealing with one pandemic and then the racial transphobic pandemic started to stir up as well. So just in the weather of dealing with so many worldwide energetic releases and transmissions happening simultaneously and being so far far physically removed from all of them. Yes, 432 is a response and a way to cope and a catharsis to, to deal with everything that was going on. For me, music has always been my source of activism and, and healing. And I feel like a lot of my journey over the past few months has been tapping into new ways of finding harmony within healing, within music, within frequencies, like vibrations of sound waves. So I've been studying a little bit into how different frequencies can alter your moods. And I got really into the the sort of history of um, the frequency of 432. Um, in classical music, which is what I grew up in the world of 440 was the universal frequency of a what everyone tunes to and it was a sign that a long time ago and that just is the the across the board that's what you know all orchestras all acoustic instruments are tuned to so i was just kind of like i'm not i want to i want to like just experiment with other ways of tuning, kind of rebelling against that in a way, I guess. And then finding out about 432 was a certain frequency that some composers tuned to instead. And then finding out that 432 is actually, it resonates with, in harmony with the universe. Um, and it's consistent with the patterns of the universe. It vibrates with the universe's golden golden mean, pi and and so when when that's resonating, it's resonating with our atoms and with our DNA and and that connects us to nature, which ultimately amplifies us and leads to healing. So I tuned my instrument to 432, uh, my cello to 432, and that was the the ongoing sort of arch throughout the piece. And then everything that I made and brought into the piece from then was sort of tuned to that. And then the poet Aja Monet, incredible, incredible, beautiful, beautiful being, and such a healer and a true leader and has been doing so much work within the community and communities for a long time. I first met her through Dream Defenders, which is a organization in Miami, based in Miami. And she invited me to be a part of her poetry reading series that she does. And I heard her read that poem, which I'd heard that poem before, but it was, I, I hadn't heard, like I heard it before, but I truly heard it this time. 
And after I heard, I was like, this, this is like a, the sort of missing piece within this that really brings it home because how it was before that was I was dealing and I was consuming so much of everything that we were consuming. It was like when I made it, it was, we were just receiving so much information, which we still are, but it was right after George Floyd's death. And then that causes you to remember all the other deaths, right. That's happened. And also being, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a never ending story. So reflecting on all of that, a lot of what I was putting into it was obviously riddled around pain and anguish and anger and frustration and feeling really lost within that and those feelings. And she just brings you back to center and grounds you. And it's, I mean, women have historically, Black women have historically been the leaders and the voices of abolition and liberation. And she's this beacon of hope and love within all of that. And and hearing her create these visuals and these memories, like bringing up so much that I know I can relate to when I played it for before it came out and I was like doing little, little in-room listening sessions. Everyone took away their piece of like, when she said this, I meet my mind immediately went to this one place. So I, could, I remember when that happened. And yeah, it's a, it's just a, a healing mechanism. A, he, a healing tool for, for black people and for communities and for those, those of us who are, who are hurting and continue to be hurt um, by everything that's happening. And I think, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing and a beautiful space that you've created with it. So thank you so much. It would be wonderful. So, for your extract or your look back on a moment for your younger oh, yeah. self, you shared with <laughs> us an email, right, from 2006 that you sent to a friend. We would love for you to read that out and, and, and chat about it some more if you've got it in front of you. Oh, yes. Let me pull that up. Um, yeah, so this is an email. You know, I was like, I was digging through some old things and I, there was one email that I really it mysteriously disappeared and it was from someone that um, was a friend of mine and he was a white gay man and um, we were friends for years. He's also from North Carolina and he was my friend like when I first moved to New York and there were certain things that really bothered me about him, like the way that he would talk to me with the black girl slang, like, you know, with the girl and and I was just like, like Alisa, a little uncomfortable. You're making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have the language also to really say that yet. I hadn't figured that out for myself. But then there was something that he did that pushed me to really just be like, I have to cu- cut you out of my life for good. And I sent, I sent him an email explaining that. And I really wanted to read that, but I couldn't find it. It just disappeared. I was like, no. I hate it when that happens. Oh, <laughs> so but tell tell us the context for this email. I mean, it sounds like it's quite a different set of circumstances that kind of brought this one back about. Yeah. So um, this is back in 2006. So I'm in high school. I believe it's my junior year in high school. 
so I'm still, you know, still at home. I'm still a Jehovah's Witness, but I'm I'm reaching the point where I'm I'm starting to rebel. I'm starting to like I think I'm smoking weed at this point. Smoking weed, rebelling, and like lying cuz that's the only way that I knew how to do the things that I wanted to do, which was hang out with people from school, which I wasn't allowed to do. Also, hang out with my sister who also at the time my sister was disfellowship. So for those of you who are listening who don't know about that part of Jehovah's Witness world is um, when you sin and you confess, and if you've already been baptized, then you're disfellowshipped, which means that no one, no one's allowed to talk to you. You're really shamed and shunned. And my older sister was disfellowshipped at this point. And so I was really lost in understanding a religion that was supposed to be based off of love to do something like that. And everything was starting to flip upside down in my life. And I I pulled this email because when I read through it, I was I was just like, wow, like being able to to read this and, and see how much I've grown from that point, how lost I was, and how shamed I felt, like really shamed how about nothing. I was doing nothing, absolutely nothing wrong, except lying to cover up that I was hanging out with people from school that weren't Jehovah's Witnesses. And you sense that from, even from reading it, it feels like as though there is a lot of just internal conflict that was potentially going on oh, for you. Yeah. But, but if you could, I reckon if you could read, if you could read it out for us, just so that people have a yeah. sense of what we're chatting about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this was sent on Sunday, October 15th. 2006. Also note 12:50 a.m. So I am up at in the middle of the night. This is to my best friend who is a Jehovah's Witness at the time. Hey, dot dot. You know, I don't deserve having you as a friend. You are what a true friend is. I'm not. I just want to say sorry for letting you down and sorry for not being there when you need me to be. I love you so much like a sister yet I continue to let you down. I've been letting a lot of people down lately, but most of all, Jehovah. I keep saying that I'm going to do better, but then Satan comes around and throws something right back at me and knocks me down. The only reason he's able to knock me down is because I'm not strong spiritually, and I know that. I've been knowing this, and I've been choosing to ignore it, But now I am tired of lying, of cheating my way through life. I'm tired of me disappointing people and hurting them all of the time. That's not me. That's not who I am. I don't want to hurt people. It breaks my heart to see someone hurt, and then it makes me so mad at myself once I realize that I am the one doing the hurting. I don't feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for everyone that has to put up with me. I feel sorry for my parents and that they have to live with me. Right now, I just don't feel like living. I want to die. I feel like that is the only way for me to get out of everyone's way and to put my parents out of their misery. I love so many people, and I love Jehovah so much, but what I am doing is not showing it by lying all the time. I think about how much the world and its association doesn't matter because they are all going to end up dead, and no one in the world is my true friend. 
but I keep going back to it like there's something there for me. Maybe I go there because when I go to it, I don't get accused of doing something wrong and I don't get disciplined. I don't know. Or maybe it's just because I'm stupid. The world has nothing to offer and the truth has so much. It has love. The world doesn't. That is something I've learned and yet I keep going back to it and keep getting hurt and hurting other people along the way. It's really scary because I think whether or not I would make it into the paradise right now, and I wouldn't. If Armageddon was to strike right now, I would die. And I don't want that to happen. I want to make it there to be with you, my family, my friends, everyone that loves me and whom I love as well. So please, please help me with that, Tiffany. I beg you. My stoner sign-off, one love. It's that, I mean, I think when Liv and I both first read this, um, oh, we just we just felt a bit heartbroken for you because mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like a lot to be going through at such a long age. Um, yeah. But you've sort of said, like, when we were talking about this a moment ago, that you read this and you recognise your own growth. But was there anything else that you feel when you reflect upon that moment of writing it, anything else that you remember about that time period? So sad. I mean, yeah, heartbreaking, truly. I mean, you read that and I was so confused. I was so lost because I I didn't. I, I didn't want to hurt these people that I loved. Like I loved her and I love my parents. But the guilt and the shame around lying to them um, and around lying, lying to myself. I mean, I was really lying to myself and I was really hating myself so deeply because I was being so suppressed. I was really suppressing my, my everything. And yeah, reading that was, it was hard. And I was, I was thinking about myself, but I was also thinking about, well, one of the reasons why I really wanted to read this is because I know other there are going to be other young girls that are listening to this and thinking about like how I I never had anyone like I I never heard of some someone else in my life talk about these things like talk about this specifically talk about this religious cult specifically Jehovah's Witness like it's a religious cult and that never being talked about, like, or, or me never hearing anyone talk about that, any, anyone that had any sort of platform or, or any sort of visibility that I had access to at that age, there was no example of what I was going through. So when I read it, I was like, I really, knowing that I, I feel like I really need to talk about it and that it's really important to really stay true to yourself and it's not it's also it's not easy it's not gonna be easy at all like I'm still dealing with my life and that world and till now and I'm 31 years old because I still haven't you know I'm I feel really lucky that I have my sister but we talk about it often about how there there still aren't that like we don't hear about this 
coming from this place. But there's, I mean, there's so many counts of suppression of girls, of women being suppressed in through religion and cults and, and things that, you know, hold you back from just living. Yeah. Obviously only as much as you feel comfortable, but it would be potentially interesting to hear about the ways in which they were suppressing you during this time period and how you did eventually, you know, you say you're still working through it, um, but how you moved away from, from that way of living and that mindset. I mean, I guess you're suppressed to believe only the things that you're taught, which you're, I guess the more, more about suppression is, is more about the control over who you associate yourself with, over not involving yourself in politics, not involving yourself in the history of the world. You know, you're told the world is a bad place. It's, it's dangerous. Everyone's liars. Everyone outside of this world, like outside of this religion, is dangerous. And they're all liars. They're all cheaters. Like you don't, you don't want anything to do with them. I mean, you know, you see them, you got to interact with them on a daily basis. You know, you're not going to just be like, don't talk to me or uh, you can be friendly, you know, but just don't get too close. So that really forms you to be paranoid. You know, you're, you're to make you feel like you, you really of losing instinct of with relationships with, um, as a woman, you know, it's the type of thing where you're the person that you're going to get married to, which is going to be the person of the opposite sex because you're, you know, homosexuality is not allowed. Anything other than the heteronormative uh, ways of living isn't allowed. So as a woman, you're, your role is to be a wife and a mother as soon as possible. And if you don't do those things, then you dedicate yourself to the religion, which is you just go door to door all the time. You're, you basically are the, wa- the wife to, to Jehovah, to the religion. And that's what you should be doing. You're constantly, what you're, what you're reading, you should be reading the Bible or you should be reading the publications. That was my, that's the way that I was raised. There, you know, I don't know how it is nowadays. Like, I, I, I think about it now, I'm like, I don't know how they're able to keep everyone in check. But I think it was also hard for me because my dad had a certain position, you know, because there's it's also a hierarchy. There are positions that people are higher than, than others, but also only men are, are allowed to have these certain positions. And yeah, it's just suppressing, suppressing as a woman, suppressing as a queer person, suppressing as anything other than this heteronormative box of just be happy. There's no reason really to get too deep into the history of our people because we're all going to be destroyed. Everyone's going to be destroyed and there's going to be a paradise on earth. So that's really just what you need to, you know, be studying, be like, you, you need to be studying the literature that has, that's preparing you for this Armageddon that's to come. I felt like, damn, okay, I got to like really, I'm starting all over again on just the history of so much. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What was that process of, like, starting over again? for you like because you know you have spoken about the expectations as a, as a woman and you know as queer black women and you know the kind of Kelsey Lou the person that you are now and the journey that you're going on and the work that you do and the activism that you do and the fact that our existence is political and that is that shapes you and informs how you move through the world like how do you get from this position when you're you you have this degree I guess of inner conflict to where you are now where you're working through that and you're openly and you know celebrating and sharing parts of yourself with the world like what happened in between um psychedelics and (laughs) writing (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say that (laughs) I mean honestly uh seriously I really like I don't know. I, I feel like when I when I discovered psychedelics, it really helped me get through a lot. It like opened my mind. I don't know to see the beauty 
to see the beauty in so many things, which essentially I was able to see the beauty in myself and forgive myself, which I, I still am doing. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work. Music has helped me get through through it all. I think just just living and, and surviving and I don't I don't think I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just I was going with the wind, I guess. Like really and when I think about it now I really like I thank my ancestors and I thank my spirit guys because they were really, really, really looking the fuck out for me and have really been there to guide me through a lot of this and you know the people that I've met along the way the friends that I've made I really believe that my guides have led me to them to help me grow and help me see you know myself and my potential to help me learn yeah my my guides your guides I love that I'm just thinking about the fact that one of the reasons why you wanted to read this extract was for other young girls potentially potentially other young people who are going through a similar thing within a cult or yeah and I was wondering if you had any advice for them that you would like to share or or even within you know advice for your younger self that you wish that you'd known back then yeah convene with nature as much as you can because that's the source of everything and I've found that for myself, when I'm able to do that, it's been really grounding and really healing. When I feel really lost and like I can't go to any person, it's always there to nurture and bring me back to dirt, bring me back to place. And write every day. I wish I would have written more. I, I feel like I really like I really just bottled up a lot internally and, and, and really dealt with it all in my mind. And writing every day is a sort of recent exercise that I've been doing first thing in the morning, writing three pages. And it's really helped tremendously to work through a lot of pain that I reflect on a lot of trauma. Also look look towards the Black leaders and the Black voices, women especially, go to the library because they're out, they're out there. And I, that's something I wish that I would have done more, I think, at, at, that, at that time, is to reach for those guides that are, that are here and present. And I've been reconvening with Bell Hooks a lot lately. And she is just the fucking shit. And she is. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, getting into her a lot. It's kind of like those external sources of support. If you don't have any people directly around you, perhaps Mm -hmm. who who can Mm -hmm. lift you up and like take you to where you need to be. That was one of the questions I had actually with the friend that you sent that email to. Did they ever apply to you? Did was that did it end up being a useful interaction? I don't know if you'll remember, but yeah, she did write me back, and you know she she was she was suppressed herself. 
Which, of course, she was like, I don't want to hear about you saying that you want to die. Like, I don't want you to die. But you should just stop hanging out with those people and stop lying. And, you know, Jehovah can see everything that you're doing. It was it was a place of, like, if you need me, you know, I'm here. If you ever feel the urge to call them, them being friends from school or anyone who's not a Jehovah's Witness. Anytime you want to, you know, call them, like, just call me. and. You know, she was tender in everything that she was saying, but she was also in that same place. Yeah. What do you think, kind of um, thinking back to, to to where you were in the headspace, perhaps that you were in at that time, what do you think that younger Kelsey Lou would think about the Kelsey Lou today? <laughs> uh, that, she'd be like... Out, out, y'all. <laughs> <She's> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, woo, I'm just going to tiptoe away officially. Like, finally, oh, I can feel I can be myself. Mm. Like, damn, like, oh, It's been hard juggling, like, these two lives. And that's something that, I mean, I remember when I, there was a period when I was high school and I didn't live at home. It was um, after I had a bad experience and I kind of ran away and I went to go live with my sister. She was going to North Carolina School of the Arts and it was like an hour away from, from Charlotte and lived with her for a little bit. And then I had to go back to school. So I started living with um, this girl from school that was, she wasn't really a friend, but she was just like in my class and she was just like, you can come stay with me. And she offered her her place for me to come stay. And and I went back home and I was like, I need to talk to you, like to my dad. And we went on a walk and I was like, I, you know, I just, I don't want to lie anymore. Like, I don't want to have a double life, you know? And I was like, there are a lot of kids and there are a lot of people who do that and they're fine with it. Like they're one way at the kingdom hall, which the kingdom hall is like church. Um, the, the building that they convene in is like, they're one way in the kingdom hall and they're another way when they're not there. And that's fine for some people, but I don't want to live that way. And I just feel like I have to figure this out for myself. And I was really trying to figure it out. Even when I went to college, like my first year there, I was like, I'm going to live off campus. Like, even though like me and my parents weren't speaking and I was like, we're not talking, we don't have a relationship, but just so you have a peace of mind, I'm not even going to live on campus. I'm going to live off campus. So I'm not even going to be, you know, fully associated and so associating with people at school. I won't get, you know, influenced by people at the dorms. And we weren't talking, we didn't have a relationship, but I was just like, I presented them with that so that they would have a peace of mind and still doing things for them to feel somewhat comfortable with, hoping that they would. And I was like, I'm going to go to the Kingdom Hall. I didn't go to the Kingdom Hall. I did not associate with people. No. If anything, my house was like the house where we could go and smoke weed, but... um, (laughs) 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 <laughs> um, but I was, you know, 
I was like, I'm going to try and figure it out. And I was still trying to figure it out. And I was figuring it out. But I've always been really drawn to people. I've always been a people person. And really, like, my mom would be like, you were always making friends. You were floating around everywhere. Like, if you were at the, we were at the beach, I'd turn around, I didn't know where you were. And, like, suddenly you'd be over at a sandcastle and there'd be like all these little girls like all around you and you'd be like laughing and they'd be all (laughs) laughing. And I've just, I've always been drawn to people and people have been drawn to me and I've been interested in people. And I don't know, it's, and that's something too, or that like when I think about it, I'm just like, it's the only thing I can really equate it to is just like my guides. And I've always loved nature ever since I was little, I was always digging in the dirt. And that's something that, yeah, that I feel like is really just so key to our survival. Of course, curiosity is so important. It's a beautiful thing. It's it's integral, I think, to the way that we move and and live in this this world. This is just such a journey. I'm honestly just so enjoying listening to you and hearing from you because it's not a journey or a perspective that I've necessarily ever encountered before you know to it's yeah so thank you for sharing with us yeah thanks for having the space for me to be able to feel comfortable to share which is you know it's not I feel like you know in four years ago when when church came out and I was dealing with a lot of that and a lot of interviews that I did which I usually like if an interview came up I'd be like yeah sure I'll talk like I'll talk and be sure like and I would talk and then they'd be like so tell us about your story and and then usually it would end with me walking away being like dealing with that like having to sit with that and talking about something that was really uh traumatic for me and sometimes it wasn't nurtured and it, it it wasn't it wasn't a genuine inquiry it wasn't a it was just a another story something for them to put on a headline or something and and when i thought about presenting this email and talking about it and knowing that you know this is going to be something that we're going to talk about i felt really good knowing that it's okay, that this space would be a good space for me to to talk about it, thinking about the type of listeners that listen to this and that pay attention to them. And that was really important for me. I also thought about there this time that I did an interview with this, uh, I don't know what you'd even call it. I guess it's a blog. It's like on YouTube called Style Like You. And oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And they fully take advantage of people and their points of trauma and their their vulnerabilities. And they pose it in a way that's really like, we want to get to the heart and we want to get down to the da-da-da. And it's like, but are you actually trained to do that? Like, are you, what is the place that you're coming from? And when I processed things with them that were just at the worst, like the most traumatic part 
and point in my life. And I opened up that part with them. And I got emails from girls that were in the religion. And they were like, I've never heard anyone talk about that before. I've been sexually harassed. And I've been, another girl told me about she was raped and by her elder and all of these things. And I I didn't know, I had no idea what to do with that. I had no, I was not in a place to, to talk about it. And, and that, it brought so many things up for me and I couldn't respond. And I felt so, I felt like an overwhelming wave of guilt and shame, not being able to respond to that. Not other than I'm so sorry. I'm really glad that this connected with you. And then just it being another wave of like depression and trauma and just all of that, just like hitting me, hitting me, hitting me so hard and feeling like I had really been taken advantage of, but I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to talk about it. And, and I guess I'm saying all of that to say for anyone who's listening is just be so careful and so precious about the way that you reveal these things and these traumas, who you reveal them, who you open up to, because at the end of the day, you're sitting with them, you know, and, and, and they're open to anyone. Anyone can listen. Anyone can take, take parts and parts of you and just be, be really careful of that. Yeah. So thank you for having this space of safety. Of course. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. much. I think that that is a really beautiful and powerful note to end the show on. And I, yeah, I just wanted to say as well that I think just the sentiment of being careful with people's stories, I think really resonates with Liv and I both as as people who interview people. But it's it's really lovely to hear you talk about it as well. So thank you. Liv, any final words? (laughs) We're just like... No, (laughs) honestly... <laughs> I, I think, uh, other than thank you for sharing your story with us, I, I'm honestly no. But <laughs> I totally know. I think I think that's honestly everything. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll tune into the next one. You can find Growing Up with Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review, rate us and subscribe. It really helps the show. And if you'd like to find out more about Galdem, you can head over to our Instagram page at Galdemzine. That's G-A-L-D-E-M-Z-I-N-E. Or you can visit our website, which is G-A-L hyphen, which is important, D-E-M dot com. Galdem has a book which is out now. It's called I Will Not Be Erased, Our Stories About Growing Up as People of Colour. You can find it in all good bookstores or online. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.